As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Syracuse suffers its worst loss of the season, 41-24 at home against Notre Dame. A brutal Russian attack. It was just too much for the orange to handle. And the Irish rushed 56 times for 246 yards. Um, brutal on both ends of the ball for Syracuse. Uh, you'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback. We will go live on YouTube and Spotify live app on the Spotify live app. Um, so two losses in a row. The sky's not falling. It does not feel good to lose. As we are coming off of a six-in-a-row win streak. And it's all about perspective at this point, I think. And if you would have asked me in the beginning of the year, I told you that Syracuse was going to lose against NC State, which they won, Clemson, and Notre Dame. So my one, what would be considered the upset pick that I had besides Louisville, the bigger one um, preseason-wise, would have been Pitt. And we're headed there next. Clean slate. So uh, yeah. we will see what we can do with that. And, of course, we will be here Tuesday for it to give you our thoughts on all of that. But before we get started, as always, let's hear what Coach had to say following the game. Um, just wanted to uh, – I'm really ex- – uh, disappointed about the loss, but I still feel good about this football team. We're 6-2. and two. Uh, The two opponents that we just played uh, were extremely, extremely physical, which we all knew was going to happen before the season started. And uh, obviously some of that stuff has taken the toll. Uh, I told the team to stay together, which we will do, and uh, we will f- try to find ways as coaches to get them as fresh as we can to the football game, the next football game, to give their bodies the best opportunity to heal so that we can put our best performance uh, together, okay? Out in front of us against our next opponent. When it comes to uh, Garrett Schrader, uh, the reason why he was out of the game is I've watched him. Uh, you know, I've, I've been one of those guys, I've sat back and watched what happened, and this has nothing to do with the head injury before you guys say this, but I'm gonna give you the example. But I've watched the things that happened to the Michigan quarterback, and I was watching years back, I was watching him. I'm like, you can see that from the sideline. And I watched the things that have happened with Tua and the Miami Dolphins. I'm like, 
whoa. But I just didn't feel like he could protect himself. He's a fighter. He wanted to be out there. He did, he did not want to come out of the game. But just in watching the first half, he just didn't have all the tools in his toolbox. And I just didn't think it was fair to have him out there with all those, with all those athletes that was trying to, you know, archers, trying to get him in his sights. And it uh, just didn't seem like it was fair to me. So that was the only reason we made the move. There's not a quarterback controversy. You know, when Schrader is healthy, Schrader will go. Uh, I thought that Del Rio, you know, if I had to grade him without seeing the tape, I don't like doing that stuff like that. My grade would be a C, <laughs> you know. But uh, I'll go back and watch the check, the, the, the tape and see. But uh, it, we felt like we had a chance to win. Uh, the game went the way I thought the game would go. If I was them, that's the way I would play the game. And uh, my hat goes off to Coach Freeman in Notre Dame. They played it the way I thought they would play it, and uh, uh, and they had success. You know, the early interception house call was not uh, was not in our favor. And obviously, when you throw an interception for a touchdown and you get a punt block for a touchdown, that's that's tough, tough, tough to overcome. But uh, I don't think the kids gave up. I thought they fought extremely well. And we've got to get into the healing process. We've got, we're one loss down in the ACC Atlantic Championship column. And we just want to go out and get one more win and see what happens with that race. Okay? So questions? So just want to make sure we're all on the same page. You said Schrader does not have a head injury. Not at all. And did he have an injury coming into this game? Is that why you said he didn't have all the tools? Absolutely. And then with Garrett Williams, was that a re-aggravation of what he already had, something new? Do you have a status update on him? I don't have a status update on him. I believe I know what it is, but I'm not completely sure, and I don't want to put out a false thing. Yeah. Dino, 246 yards they had on the ground against you. Three different running backs showed that they had a dynamic backfield. Just what you can say about your defense against that today and how you shore that up moving forward? Well, we just ran out of guys. You know, we've only got so many. I thought that, uh, you know, they kept they kept putting that ball in there. And unless you're going to match scores with them on offense or get out in front of them where they can't play that style, that's exactly the style they should have played. And they did play it. And they've got a, you know, they've got seven offensive linemen. They got four tight ends. You know that. And uh, they just turned around and kept handing the ball to those three different backs. All right, Joe. <clears throat> um, just uh, seeing this here a couple seconds ago. Syracuse dropped to 22nd in the AP poll for what it's worth. Well, I mean, we're still there. And not that it really matters. A number next to the, to the name for me at this point doesn't matter uh, unless, you know, we were – if we beat Clemson, if we beat Clemson, I'm caring a little bit more about that, I think, right? But – uh, with that said, uh, for what it's worth, we're uh, uh, 20 seconds sitting there right now. So going into Pitt next week at Pitt. Okay, so obviously Coach disappointed about the loss. He feels good about the team. Uh, very important that after two losses, as demoralizing as it can feel, like we talked about, you don't lose the team, which I just don't feel like that's a, that is um, an issue that Coach will be really having to deal with. You got two, he, sa he says two physical games in a row, but I mean, it was really three. It was three physical games in a row. Um, 
And, you know, like he mentions the coaches need to find a way to keep these guys fresh and to heal the, the best they can in the best possible way uh, going into next week to help them win. So with that said, uh, we'll talk about Garrett Schrader here in a second. But um, it is at this point about nursing the issues that they have. Obviously, things are wearing a little bit thin. I think we've seen that um, in, the, in the past you know, I mean, well, we've been seeing it kind of all year, but I think it's piling up, right? So, um, yeah. J- Joe, th- two <clears throat> losses in a row. In, in perspective, not like the end of the world. I mean, we're still going to a bowl game. Um, it's a matter of managing what we have left with what we've got and getting these guys um, healthy to finish out this year and, and getting into that bowl game. So, yeah, well, that's what we worried about, and again, that's the November stretch, bug. right? And and so this is normally, you know, what happens in October, you know, is we play these tough games, and um, whether we win lose, normally they are very competitive, very physical. That's normally where, for some reason, we end up playing the most physical teams, um, and then it's where are you in, you know, going into November, and I'm not just going to say it's just us because it's never just one team i mean all teams deal with injuries and have to deal with this stuff but um and 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 to be perfectly honest with you i think that we've seen a situation where you've seen in certain positions that our our depth has gotten better and has stepped up and and has still kept us in games so um very very unfortunate but yeah um it's uh definitely managing the health of these kids and sometimes you wonder if some of these guys playing you know, taking a chance instead of sitting out one week. Maybe, maybe could have made a difference, you know, just to just to just take yourself out. Like Garrett. I mean, you might as well talk about it now. We knew he was right. injured last game. He was even asked about it coming out of the locker room, or I think Coach was asked about it. Well, no, they were both asked about it. Coming out of the locker room, he was limping. He goes into this game with a hobble. Um, you know, we did see it looked like a knee to the helmet or something, Joe. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, he- yeah, well, that was the play where when he tried to get up, he hobbled. But when you look at it, he kind of stepped on his lineman's foot, too. Yeah, Plus, we know that his ankles were the situation as far right. as what was going on. I don't know if they're high ankle sprains or whatever, but those can linger for sure. And, yeah, I mean, there was some some there was plays where you saw, like, obviously you knew that, like, okay, we're going to make more of an effort to get it to, to Tucker. But there were some where it was blatant blatant wide open that he didn't keep he just didn't look like himself and you know i think i don't know if if it was just a, a talking error on uh dino or if it was just you know something that he just gave up and didn't know but you know when he was talking and explaining about you know him watching him and everything and he said you know not even talking about the head injury and he said that and then it's like sounded like he made it sound like there was a head injury but even before that um so who knows? But at the end of the day, um, before even if he did get a head injury, if he got a little woozy with that knee, um, you know, who knows if it was really the right call? Um, and really, the way that that was going because it happened, and then we go down and we score a touchdown, um, and the game was going so fast as far as the time wise. Uh, you know, you get through the half, the first half, before really figuring out that this just isn't going to work. Um, and then that's when you start questioning, should we even allow him to, to go? So, you know, there's always the hindsight questions. Uh, but, you know, Schrader's a warrior and he's going to go out there. If he thought he had a chance to go, then, you know, but in hindsight. 
Yeah, it's always easy to say in, in hindsight this there or the other. I don't know if the outcome of the game would have been any different had he not started. The main thing, I guess, for me would be that he doesn't further injure himself. And Coach took him out because he was a he was a almost a still target, basically. Look, those guys are out for blood. He sees his guy who is uh, wounded. Uh, and he doesn't want to take the chance of of making it any worse. So, yeah. Uh, well, and you, I mean, there is an argument there, kind of, right? Because if Schrader doesn't start and Del Rio Wilson does, is the first play of the game a pick six? Well, I mean, probably not. I mean, where are the chances? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't know what would have happened, you know. And if Del Rio Wilson looked pretty good, and um, who knows if if he. Would have just been giving him the go, you know, from the beginning if he knew that he had it and was preparing all week for it and went in. Um, well, even though he spoke in the post uh, press conference talking about how he always, you know, tries to get himself ready to play just in case. But well, you know, if he knew that he was getting the starting ball and went out there and tried to establish something, you know, who knows? I mean, you never know. You never know. And I mean, that just, you know. The game went like Coach said. The game went the way I mean. The game went the way we thought it. I mean, other than us predicting wins, right? I mean, um, it was right. a hopeful pick for me, to say the least. Oh, me too. Um, but we did stress uh, we did stress the running game and what it was about. And you got four guys coming into this game, averaging four plus yards a carry, and um, it was just a it was a brutal rushing attack. Esteme. Whatever the hell his name is. Uh, We've been saying it wrong the whole time. I said esteem. You know why I said esteem? Because that's what Siri told me it was. I had no idea. I had no idea. So it's a stem A. There's no little hyphen over there. We've been saying it the wrong (laughs) the whole time. Yes, exactly. Either way. Uh, Go figure. But we knew what the rush game was going to be coming into here. Now, look, it's just chunks and chunks and over and over and over and over, right? And um, it was just brutal in the fact that it was seemed constant. It was 56. Uh, Joe, you brought up the fact that, you know, um, Clemson, 293 yards to Notre Dame's 246. And also, they rushed it 60 times to Notre Dame's uh, 56. So when you put things into perspective, Clemson was actually more successful. Now, now I don't know if this is updated as of today or uh, yesterday, but Syracuse sits 37th in rush defense. That's at least after the Clemson game. Okay, no, it's been updated. It's been updated. So I can give you the updated number right now. But not looking terrible. We know that they're 62nd now after that game. So you take two games and they dropped like a rock. Now, we know that there yeah. was some issues there, and but it was plugging a hole in a boat. Kind of like they did a decent job, you know what I mean. But you go through, you go through the the um, NC State game, and then you go at, on the road against Clemson. You get rushed sixty times, and then another fifty six. You know that's a lot, that's a freaking lot. One hundred sixteen yeah. times in two games. That's a that's a ton. Or uh, yeah, yeah. one hundred sixteen in two games. That's a ton with with over five hundred yards. So right, um, it's just it's just brutal and. It's just unfortunate that that's how the schedule panned out, really. I mean, what it comes down to. I'm not making excuses either. No, but it wouldn't really matter when we played this team because of their match. I mean, you saw there was a bad matchup. Yeah. The quarterback and a running back. And then it was nothing but just offensive linemen and tight ends. And they were just running down our throat. And obviously that's when like 
the three three five, it's you know, it's a little undersized, but it's super fast. They attack, you know, and they swarm you like hornets. But maybe at the that's end why of the they day, couldn't get outside on them. They just ran right up you, the middle. Right. Every time they went outside, we stopped them. Right. And I, their passing game really didn't scare me either. You know, we played, we made plenty of plays there. So. Uh, really, the only way that you you know attack that and you win is going right up to the middle, which is exactly what they did. And you know when you play against a team like that, number one, you know they're going to run down clock. They're going to just run down the field. They're going to get the first downs. Um, and you know it's one of those teams where you gotta you can't let them get up. You know you want to get up early. You want to force them to be a little bit more aggressive than them what they want to to, to be. And um, make them kind of have to throw the ball and do different things like that. Um, and then obviously you want them to make mistakes, which there were a few, but on both on both sides. Um, and obviously the worst one was, you know, and the biggest one was the, uh, you know, pick six first play of the game. And that's, I mean, if you want, there's nothing else better that you as a Notre Dame fan and player and team and coach would, would ask for is to go up <clears throat> that fast like that. Seven going up seven points in seven seconds. Right. And when because of the way that they play offense, especially when they have a lead, that is going to take away it's going to it's going to reduce the amount of offensive drives that you have, which means that you have less drives. So when you go three and out or you're not successful, uh, then it just makes it that more pertinent early to get back. Um, And obviously, you know, I mean, heads up in the third quarter of, you know, Del Rio Wilson making some plays. They got back in within seven. Um, there's a couple of times where our defense two times in a row, I think, I believe they, they stopped Notre Dame with three and outs and they really actually put us in a spot to get back in the game. And then you they, get the tip pass and um, you get the tip and, pass, but you get a, You get, there's a couple of plays in between all that where they, um, you know, you get the tip pass well, in the, in the block. The okay. The drop balls in between all of that though, before this thing got blown open. And I think that. On paper, it looks a whole lot worse than it really was, right? Because you got you got the picks. Now it happened. It happened. Okay, got our ass. I don't know if on paper us. it looks worse. I think the score looks worse. Uh, the score, really that's paper. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The score. The score looks worse. It, at the the final score looks makes it look a, a whole lot worse than it was. But you know, and it happened. So I mean, we got our asses handed to us at the end of the day. But you know, you but that's got an seven points for return I, and a blocked punt that gets them down to the two yard line. Yeah, right? I know. I mean, that's they, what I'm saying. It's 14 points. So. Uh, but it happened, so it doesn't freaking matter. But there, right. those two two huge plays in in mo- like under ten seconds, all that stuff could be accumulated fourteen points. I mean, under right. fifteen I guess seconds my whole for sure. Point is that like in the past, right? Like playing against a Notre Dame team like this at this at this point in the season, um, losing your starting quarterback like that, like don't we normally lose that game by thirty or forty? Like. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, again, it's the whole moral victory. You know, this is that, but I just see a deeper team that still fought. It's, and I mean, our defense to me, well, these these teams under Coach Babers have always fought. I think it's just the culture that he's that he's breeding. But I to, I know I totally understand where you're going. The the depth isn't where we want it to be. It's not where it needs to be. But it's better than it has been in the past few years. Right, but did you look at the defense? Right, the defense. You want to say they oh, they ran down our throat. This you take away the pick six, you take away the block punt. Which I mean, it's hard to just say take away, but right. But those aren't plays that the defense had nothing to do with. Then you're talking about a twenty-seven twenty or yeah, twenty-seven twenty-four game. So I mean, that's a completely different game. Now, obviously, those type of game change, changes are hard to come back on. And obviously, when you when you lose, you look at what the other team did successfully, and that was a hundred percent run the ball. Um, but just like Clemson, um, you know, they did the same thing, but they made a whole bunch of mistakes and kept us in the game. And, and, and against Notre Dame, 
they didn't make as many mistakes and, and we still kept ourselves in the game. It was just we we killed ourselves and um, we got better with the penalties, but got worse with the turnovers. And, um, you know, Notre Dame, they were successful running and they reduced our drives. And it's as simple as that. But I thought that we fought admirably considering the type of recruiting classes that they have versus what we have. Um, we mentioned, uh, I'll just skip because the last, the last of that montage is coach talking about all, you know, seven linemen and four tight ends, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you line up like that and then what do you, what do you do? Uh, so, um, you know, Garrett Williams, you know, just, I mean, just, yeah. Just, I mean, he was helped off the field. I think he went off on crutches or came back on crutches, one or the other. Uh, it, it didn't look good. And, um, you know, unfortunately, right when you think you're going to get a big playmaker back, um, he gets he gets hurt. And I guess we'll right. keep our eyes on that for the well, next yeah, couple of days. I don't think that had anything to do with the previous injury either. No, the way it, that no it didn't because it looked like an ankle babe. again, right? Or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looked like so he was going back. He was getting pushed backwards on that interception that Jahad Carter had trying to block for him up front. And it just looked like he tried to. He was getting pushed back, and he tried to kind of plant his knee to try to, you know, get some, you know, you know, get a, a grip and try to, you know, block this guy, hold his own, and he ended up getting tossed. And you know, the way that Babers makes it sound is, you know, I think I know what it is, but we'll have to wait and see type thing. To me, that's like you think you know what it is, but really you don't know until the MRI confirms it. And I'm sure that. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow during the con- uh, press conference, coach announced that Garrett Williams lost for the season. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. And while we're on it, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to not see Garrett Schrader. To your point, probably going to be best to let him heal up. And, you know, I don't know if it takes one week or two weeks, but. Dude, it, if got, it's a high ankle sprain, man, sometimes those are worse than breaks. And, well, it, and they're, it, so, they're so easy to just tweak. It's not like one of those things where it just gradually gets better and then you can't make it worse. Like it can feel good and then you can just tweak it and now there you go. You just lost two, three weeks of rehab. You're just going backwards. Yeah, and we got you know probably don't definitely won't see him for Pitt would be my guess. And then the last home game in the dome against Florida State. So, um, you know, just back to Del Rio Wilson. If you know he knows he's going to be prepping to be the number one this week. And uh, he cleans a couple of little things up. I mean, there's a ton of hope in this kid. I feel like I feel better with uh, Del Rio Wilson back there than I would a, a lot of others. And I don't think we've had the depth at quarterback that we do now either. Just speaking of depth, that hasn't yeah. really been like well, that. Well, that's so. the thing. Yeah, we've had way worse options in the yes. past. So, than, than Del Rio Wilson. And he, so. he did good, and I don't think his numbers are, are, are entirely fair. You know, you got Mr. Reliable, I think, dropped in, in uh, around a Getz, and I think he probably dropped close to three. I, I, and I don't even know how many others were. Um, no, did Cooper but, drop one? Cooper, I know Amari yeah. Hatcher dropped one that yep. Del Rio Wilson put right in the basket. Yep. I mean, dude, he looks like he has a better arm than Schrader. Um, so it's just really just cleaning it up. But and he can, and he's he like can a little ball of energy. Scramble, man. too, yeah. Yeah, he can move. It's just I think that he's got to be able to control his emotions. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you saw even with the, the tip pass, you know, I don't know if you saw the different angle where he had the tip pass and, and he ran and got uh, intercepted. Yeah. Well, he, it got intercepted. Right. But I mean, when you look at what was behind that, I mean, even if that wasn't tipped, I'm not so sure that doesn't get intercepted anyway. So, um you know, but he was in a he was in a groove. They just scored ten points. They were down seven. The dome was rocking. 
Um, and then that was kind of, you know, that was like our last chance to steal the momentum back and get back in the game. The dome, I think that kind of the, the dome was rocking. People left early. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to criticize that or anything. There was a huge hole in the student section. Um, uh, Tegan Brown said that the 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 picture I saw, I guess, was before the game really started, and then she showed me a picture of like with it when it was somewhat filled in. But it's a huge hole up there. It's a huge hole up there. Yep. So, but the crowd was loud as hell. It was. Well, when it needed to be early, right? Right. And then yeah, I mean, right. what happens then, that's the other thing with a team like Notre Dame is they're so just slow and run the ball, run the ball first down, run the ball, run the ball, that it actually, you know, gets the crowd out of the game and, and especially when you're losing. So um, that's when it's tough because that's when the team needs to get some energy themselves to get the, the, the crowd back in and not vice versa. And they did that. With uh, with Del, Del Rio Wilson making some plays, defense stepping up, but there was just too many times where defense made a stop or got the ball back, and then it was three and out or interception, you know, right back out on the field. Yeah, they were out there. There was a couple three and outs in a row there, especially in the first half, where it was just like you just saw that the way this was going was going to be brutal. And then, you know, they do make the change, and you you get this little glimmer of hope in you. It didn't last it was long, there. but boy, it the was there. The opportunity was there, and if the yeah. receivers made some plays, man, I'll tell you what. They talked about getting the second receiver. Demarcus Adams stepped up and made a couple big plays. And, um, once Del Rio Wilson got in there, so you can tell that they got a little bit of something uh, that they've done in practice. And, you know, they gave Amari Hatcher um, some spots there. He had two catches for 26 yards. Almost bought, brought that one on the sideline in. Yeah, um, it was close. It was like a foot that or was whatever. A game then, that, was a, that was another potential game-changing play, too. And then, and then with the one that he did, uh, Del Rio Wilson dropped in the in the bread basket, and it just went through his hands. I mean, they had a couple opportunities there, man. And um, you know, you just got to be able to seize him. And, and it's just and here's the thing on the block punt, man. Well, I don't. I I heard coach's explanation for it, and it was the same explanation that I think I heard last year when he came in, and almost the same exact thing happened. Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, he I came just, in in a situation where they thought that it would be better to put James Williams out there, and um, it wasn't better. <laughs> and the same thing happened. The same thing. I think I don't think that one might have got blocked, but it was like ten yards or something bad. Something bad yeah. happened. But I associate bad punts with James Williams, and I'm not trying to pick on the kid, but man, the kid's got a lot. He's got a highlight, a low light reel of punts. At Syracuse, I'm, he's a talented kid too. He was like in one. Wasn't he like a? Uh, he was, he was right. Yeah. I forget what it was, but he was in something. He, mm, he was, was like noticed. Coles kicking something Coles or other. Yes, he was one of the you. better ranked guys. Yes, yes. So he was supposed to be like top ten in punting and kicking, but yes. hey, maybe that was just a weak kicking class. You never know. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> uh, I, I just would advise against that. I mean, Von Marburg, he had a couple short punts, but they weren't terrible. I mean, there was he, one bad. He, there was one bad one. There was, there was, there was. Um, they got it in their own territory or our territory. So th- there was, but that hasn't been the that hasn't been the norm for for him this year at all. So um, yeah. if I'm going to question anything, it's going to be that. I think everything else was uh, just matchup issues and. I attribute it to to that, and I mean, as pissed off as I was, but mostly not so much for the loss. It's who you're losing to. I hate Notre Dame. 
I can't stand them. Hate's a strong word. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying. As, yeah. as far as as far as sports goes, like Notre Dame, Pitt for football, ugh, they're the worst. They're yeah. the worst. So, anyways, we move yeah, on. It just it sucked because it was a situation where certain things I felt like needed to happen for us to be able to win that game, and um, it was it was highs and lows and. It was almost like as soon as they got that first interception in the beginning, I was like, okay, now they're going to be able to play exactly the way they want to. Well, they, they got a lead. We came back and down and scored and tied that thing up. We did, but still just. Well, you felt you they, had to have felt good about it. So, I mean, I didn't just, just from the beginning, just that interception, I said, oh boy. And then seeing the way that Schrader was moving around, thought it was going to be a long day. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, after I saw the first half, I was just glad that we actually came back in some semblance and actually put up a fight, had some life back in the dome and had a situation where we were down seven with the ball and could have made something happen. Yeah, I agree. All right. It's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. Uh, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. You leave them. We talk about them here. And this always makes for an interesting time. And that is the fact that I have not looked at any of these yet because I usually give it uh, overnight anyway. And I uh, thought you were going to start proofreading these. That's what I'm saying. I did, failed. I not only failed, but I didn't even come close. Because at least normally I look at them. Like, just, you know. Yeah. Fly by. I didn't do that. So here I we go. There was Let's... some good ones in Facebook. Anyway. Okay, well, Facebook is where most of the action was at. So mm-hmm. let's just start yeah. there. Let's just start there. And let me see if this works. Boom. All right. Um, okay. All right. Thoughts on game. Okay, Johnny. Notre Dame took a page out of Clemson's plan. Notre Dame ran the ball 50-plus times and only had 19 passing attempts. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Defense, defensive line is undersized, giving up easily 50, 60 pounds. A guy hard to get stops after being worn down the last two games, especially when our offense has three and outs. Yes, I'm not calling for a QB change, but Del Rio Wilson can sling it pretty good, sling it around pretty good. I think Schrader should start if he's healthy enough, but it was good to see Del Rio Wilson more than capable to come in and play when needed. So there is not a um, there is not a um, a quarterback controversy. I don't think amongst many fans, but there there definitely is amongst some. Okay, which it just takes nothing sometimes for those types of things to happen. Mm. And uh, you can see why, how, though. I mean, what? Well, hold on a second. I understand that he's fully capable, and I agree. But, um, and I'm happy about that. Well, but what, do you I think mean, there was anything injured. you did better? Anything that? W- w- ask me again. Anything? You don't think who there's did, anything he did better than Trader? I mean, he throws a nice ball. He throws a nice ball, but we, I mean, Schrader, I can't, I'm not going to compare the two during this game at all. I mean, I don't even think that's fair. No, 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 no. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that 
So, I mean, we know what Schrader is. We've seen what he what he's done when he's healthy, right? And mm-hmm. he can kill you on the ground. And, you know, there's with certain plays and certain setups. He's pretty good with, with that. But we have seen, you know, in the recent games, you know, that he's had situations, difficult times getting into the next progressions, trying to hit anybody other than Aranda Gasson or Sean Tucker. And yeah, I thought he's that having that, a hard that, time. He's having a hard time. Not thrown into the guys he knows can catch Bef- before he takes off, right? And yeah. so the one thing I saw yesterday was, I mean, he was making progressions. He was throwing to a whole bunch of different receivers, giving them chances, um, good chances to catch balls. Um, and realistically, I mean, those receivers could have bailed him out uh, a lot better than what they did. Um, but when you look at the read option, Schrader looks way more smooth with that. Schrader looks more smooth. Uh, running the ball, Del Rio Wilson can, but sometimes it looks a little frantic. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, there's there's definitely probably positives and negatives, and I'm sure that there's some fans that saw some of those positives. And you know, it looks to me like he had a you know a stronger arm. I don't know about accuracy because Schrader's been pretty accurate this year, but um, yeah, he's he's obviously gotten something with Demarcus Adams, right? Well, we haven't seen him, and yeah, and all of a no, sudden, that's very true. So, and he's been thrown with him second team and yes, everything, exactly. right? So, yeah. you bring this guy in, he's bringing different. Um, he can bring different aspects, which is you know, right. which just goes to show. I mean, well, look, you look at Aranda Gatson. Aranda Gatson dropped at least two of his passes that I remember. So no, there's no, that. Rondé's but, used to catching from Schrader. I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I understand it. I just don't think it's a realistic thing. I don't think it's something that I just feel like sitting here and humoring, to be honest with you. I mean, is that fair? I mean, I don't think that there's a controversy, right? But, like, there's been – like, so in the past, I feel like we've played quarterbacks maybe when we shouldn't have because of our options below them. And I just feel like in this scenario, um, you know, quarterback has to be a lot more healthy – before, um, you know, you put him in there because Del Rio Wilson, I think, is a viable option, viable backup. And um, maybe in years where the quarterback was starting quarterback was still better at 70 percent, maybe now he has to be closer to 85, 90 because Schrader without his wheels. I feel like Del Rio Wilson's probably better. OK, I just feel like um, with Schrader healthy, I feel so comfortable with him in there. Oh, but he's healthy, funny. 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's what I'm talking about. So the, I guess the other thing um, would I'm be that, you, you know, we don't... Rush him back. No, 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 absolutely not, which, is, which was to what I was just going to say. Like, we're going to get to see Car- um, um, Del Rio Wilson probably for the full game next week, would be my guess. If I had to put my money on it, I'd, I'd, I'd say he starts... The game next week, and Schrader's probably out. So we'll get to see Based it. Based on what I saw, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to see it from start to finish, probably. Um, let's see, let's see. Our boy, let's go with our boy Zach here, top fan. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I voiced my concerns about our D-line, and unfortunately they came to fruition. Receivers need to step up there where at least four or five game-changing passes that were dropped. Yeah, Joe, I mean, we just talked about that um, on the front end of things, and I totally agree. I think that I think that there were some momentum-shifting plays that, uh, that uh, passes were dropped or, you know, the one that we didn't, he didn't come in bounds on. And, um, just, no, yeah. Like I said, Hatcher, just, he had one right through his arms. It yeah, wasn't yeah, close that to too. the sideline. I mean, he was, he was on the sideline, but he would have been in easy if he would have caught it right through his hands. And Aranda Gatson dropped a couple first downs that he's usually pretty good with. So... Um, yeah, and then I, I, so 
Anthony says, Anthony's in the green room, SU fans learned nothing from DeVito coming in for Dungy in 2018. Except for, except for DeVito actually won, came back and we won that game. That was the difference. But it was trending that way. It was trending that way. And um, it just goes to show, I think, the promise of this, this young kid, man. I mean, I think it's freaking fantastic. And maybe there's some things they work him in for next year. I mean, that's, you know, college football used to do a lot of that. They've kind of gotten away from that dual quarterback stuff. I haven't seen much of that. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Used to be a thing all the time. Yeah, they used to be, but then you're always going to have those coaches that said if you have two, if you're playing two quarter, you know, if you have you two have quarterbacks, you have enough. none, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. I mean, then you look at the Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, you know, Florida year. I mean, that was a two quarterback type situation where they, they made it work. So there's, there's teams that can make it work. Um, I don't know if it would necessarily make sense for us. I don't think so either, but I mean, there's, there's situations where you can, you can do a couple plays here or there and just, um, keep people guessing. I mean, obviously there was a wrinkle when Del Rio Wilson came in. I mean, there was a wrinkle. They looked like they were, they, they could have imploded, you know, that tip pass, the block punt, those things, just unfortunate things that, just kept Notre Dame right in it. Right. Well, he looks more like a quarterback that to, for playing the spread, you know, the spread and just just go it's wild. Pocket passer, just, yeah. Yeah, right. And yeah. obviously you you have to have the whole running attack in there for, for that as well too. Um, obviously, you know, Schrader's better with the, the, the RPOs and stuff like that. Um, but he has gotten better as, you know, being spread and throwing it this year too. So, again, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy um, at least this year uh, based upon Schrader. But I'm not going to lie. I mean, Del Rio Wilson, you could see the tools. You could see everything there. Um, I know Anthony in the green room. Yeah, you know, there's obviously that's even doing film. Yes. But then there was also some throws in there that, I mean, that Amari Hatcher just right right in the breadbasket. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if Schrader can make that, that, that throw. And, and he's got a pretty good arm. So, you know, if nothing, this is – tells us that we have a bright future um you know at quarterback position because you know we have lenora sellers coming in next year too who's you know he's going to come in and he's going to compete he's, uh, comp- he's not going to be a slouch um you know i don't see him pressing these two guys next year but overall just we've talked about it before the excitement of that quarterback room right now you know we got a lot of talented guys in there yeah absolutely i mean um it's a it's a it's a good problem to have i would say you know, yeah. not something. Lampson too. Entire, Matt Sherman, entirely. yeah, Lampson. Um, let's see. Dave, David, on Facebook. I hate that they lost. I also remember that nobody thought they would win three games in the beginning of the season. Defense is losing too many players, but this was the worst game they played all season in all three phases. That's an excellent point. That's we got beat everywhere. Special teams, offense, defense, just clobbered. Um, and you know, you can't, you know, what, what Clemson did to Syracuse last week in being able to win that game, come from behind and win that game with four turnovers. It's just not something Syracuse, Clemson's built like that. They're built for, to be able to do something like that. Syracuse is not, you have these mistakes and you can't play a clean game in all in all three phases then you know that's the that's where we're at i mean oh not against that talent not against that talent no absolutely not and yeah they're just big and you know they're i just i still think that Notre dame's gonna 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 lose a couple more i think i talked to tyler last night he thought that they might be in the ap top 25 uh they didn't break it 
um, by beating us, uh, he, he thought there was a chance of that. They didn't break it. I, I wasn't no, I didn't, I wasn't sure about that. But you know, Wake Forest got clobbered last night by Louisville, dropped ten spots, so from tenth to twentieth, they were in the college football playoff talk, and um, so yeah, ranked tenth. Yeah, but they've only played Clemson, and they started out ranked. So um, David goes yeah, we'll on. See. Yeah, David goes on. On a positive note, Del Rio looked uh, good. Provide, provided a spark. Unfortunately, D was gassed by then, and offense gave too many um, gave too many turnovers. Time to go one and zero against Pittsburgh next week. Yeah, I mean, um, that's that's just it. You know, um, we're looking at trying to do that every week, and I think you know, looking at what's left, um, four games left. I mean, they could win. Here's the thing. They could win all four of them. I'm a little nervous about Pitt. Uh, and people tell me I shouldn't be, but just for whatever reason, that game's always a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, they got a great running back, I'll tell you that, but I don't think they have the offensive line of Clemson or, or, or Notre Dame. And that's the whole thing is, you know, as good as even NC State was, we knew coming in this season that the team, two teams, no matter where they were when we play them, that had the best talent and the best offensive line to just line up and just run it down our throats and be able to just kind of disable our three-three-five attacking speed defense is Clemson and Notre Dame. And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> didn't surprise me. Saturday didn't surprise me, and the pick six from the beginning didn't help. And um, I think we still played them tough, tougher than we've played those type of teams in the past with the, um, you know, the type of adversity that we were going through with injuries and, 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 and mistakes but uh, you know, I don't think you can have a bigger mistake than a pick six first play of the game. So no, there's, that's um, highly so unlikely you, to be a, a thing. I mean, what are the chances? Right. You know? So and you could tell. Uh, by the way, you could tell that was one of the telling plays. I'm sorry, Joe, to interrupt you, but that no, was one of the can, telling plays for me. <laughs> but we're both pretty good at it. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the telling plays for me as far as Trader goes because that was a very half-ass handled attempt at a tackle. So. It was kind of a yeah, it was kind of a grab, uh, but anyway. Yeah. So you just can't have those teams with those ta- with that talent after losing to them. Just you can't have them beat you the, the weeks afterwards. So yeah, uh, let's see. Joe P on Facebook, top fan. <laughs> Defense can only do so much with what the offense special teams gives them. Uh, offense looked disjointed. Hopefully they get things figured out moving forward. Um, our buddy Dominic, not in the green room today, but he does leave this here. Let's see. Did he write a book? Almost. Um, let's see. Short, short story. <sighs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Two things here. Yes, they are fresh, but they have to be said. One, if we can't stop or at least slow down the run the rest of the season, there is a possibility of not winning another game. It's demoralizing to me, and I'm not even playing in the game. Number two, um, it was obvious the sh- that Schrader was hurt uh, the small part of the second quarter that I saw. I love how Dino is a player's coach and will be loyal, but if you're not helping the team when you're hurting the team, if you're not helping the team, you're hurting the team, and the team should have been taken out sooner. And he should have been taken out sooner, even if we still lost. So, well, he did. He took him out. 
I mean, I think he, I think he probably waited as long as he could, and it was obvious to all of us, I think, watching the game that there was an issue there. So, um, but you know, when your player comes to you and says, "Coach, I'm good. Let's try this out," and he's your, he's your, he's your quarterback. I mean, that's an integral part of the team, and you just, yeah. you, you trust that player until you obviously see for yourself that it's just not working. Right. Yeah, and and he kept making plays to keep you think that he was he was good enough to be there, right? Um, I mean, obviously the coaches knew they had some issues with the ankles, the ankles heavily taped, um, and the mobility was going to be an issue. But they also wanted to get the running game established, right? So you see the first play, you're like, oh man, here we go, pick six, right? Then they go down and this throws a touchdown. So okay, he makes it back, right? And then he makes a play where, okay, he gives it to Sean Tucker, probably could have kept it. Then he comes back and he runs almost for a first down. They end up getting a first down. And because of a couple of drops and not bad passes, you're like, all right, well, you know, he's all right. And it just, because Notre Dame had such long drives because they're running the ball, you're damn near near the end of the first half before you actually realize that, no, actually, he is not good enough to to, to win this game for us. And um, I hate that it, that it took that long, but... Um, I'd like to have seen what could have happened if we could have got more possessions with a hundred percent Del Rio Wilson, but yeah, and you know, know the Tucker in hindsight, Tucker didn't do terrible with sixteen carries, sixty yards, just like just under four yards a carry, which isn't awful, but he was struggling. I mean, it was a it was a it was a struggle. What was his what was his long? Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's see. Back to back to back to Facebook, and Andy. Wilson is by far their better QB. Garrett has done his job as a game manager with his running ability, but as I stated before, you don't beat good schools with him. Very excited to see how talented Del Rio Wilson is. This kid will be a program changer. We got a bowl game already. Play him the rest of the year and get ready for that big run next year. Um, Totally disagree with this. Uh, there's a, there's a, I like some there, of the positivity some, in there, but there's some things that ensue. Um, our buddy Nadal, he gets in there. Um, they have a little back and forth. They disagree, agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, I mean, sometimes just experience and knowledge of so many different types of, you know, I mean, four different offense coordinators, been to two different teams. Um, no, he's an elder statesman for all sense and purposes. Um, so, I mean, Del Rio Wilson, as much as he might be um, the future's eventually bright. at the end of it, be better, right? Future bright, you know, and product might be better than the end product of Garrett Schrader, but that's still three, four years away. Um, and right now, Garrett Schrader still gives us a healthy, a healthy Garrett, Garrett Schrader, Schrader gives yeah. us a better chance of, to win. And we're going to see. We're going to see, Carlos, uh, I think against. I do believe. Like I so, I mean, that's the last time I'm going to say it. That's just what that's just how I feel. Um, let's see. Let's see what Alex has to say, Joe. Uh, knew it was going to be a long game right after the pick six. Uh, never able, (laughs) never able to get the offense going. If we continue to play like we did today, the Boston college will, the Boston college game will be our only win from, from here on out. Um, yeah, well, I mean, but do we play like we Those did? are past Syracuse teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what we've always talked about. What are they going to do in November? We're about to find out. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, BC lost against UConn yesterday. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not. they're not like that no. scary. Uh, and I know he says it's uh, their Florida only State win. Looks but good. 
Florida State looks good. Pitt's decent, and people tell me they're not. I'll tell you what. Uh, despite what happened to Wake Forest last night, they're obviously still an awesome team. Um, yeah. They just got clobbered last night. Eight turnovers. <laughs> Dude, you just you don't want you wonder what certain BC games sucks. do to certain Anthony's teams, right? right? Do what? I just I mean, you just, and, and we'll be able to hit on it more on Tuesday. But Pitt, I mean, that was a big game for them. I mean, that was like pretty much if you wanted a chance to win your division and go to the ACC championship, you needed that game. And they and, came close um, for a little bit. They well, did, but I'll tell you what, that Drake May is a hell of a quarterback over there. Yeah, and that, that defense is, so is getting a little too. bit better. So um, It's extremely annoying. I'm sorry, but it, it's true. Um, <laughs> his so numbers annoying. are just ridiculous, and that's probably going to be – I mean, yeah, that's that's going to be that, that side's um, division of who's going to be in the ACC championship. It's going to be them and Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's. It's funny because I told a North right Carolina right fan now. that like three, four weeks ago. Well, look at you. Well, look he was just you. worried. Just look at you. Look well, at they're you. They're good. They're good. They're a good team. I mean, we. I thought they just we give I up a we, crap ton of points. Yeah, I thought we knew they were going to be a good team, though. I didn't think. I don't think it's right. a huge. Surprise. I just wonder where Pittsburgh's motivated with losing to that game, losing a close game to Tennessee earlier in the year. Uh, I mean, I know that they were airing it out yesterday, so. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where they are. If someone wants to chime in from the green room, you can do it anytime. By the way, uh, Jake on Facebook again. Uh, the game was a letdown, but what bothered me more were some of the season ticket holders around me who were dressed up in Notre Dame gear. This is disgusting, Jake. What the hell? They they all said they were fans of both teams. I get that Notre Dame is traditionally power is traditionally power and a national brand. People of Irish descent tend to like them, and the fan base travels well, but how can any self-respecting red-blooded or orange-blooded Q's fan root against your ranked orange in favor of an underachieving Irish team? And this is disgusting. I just read that earlier. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, let me put it up here. Uh, yeah, I am just finding this out now, Joe. So, uh, where was I? This goes on. Where did I leave off? And I know a lot in the of Irish in fans the gosh darn, Syracuse. I mean, yeah, I grew up with Irish fans is in in Syracuse. I mean, I know they're around because it's a bandwagon thing. I mean, it's a it's a freaking bandwagon. Let's be honest. And in the gosh darn dome to boot, in essence, they were. Uh, actively cheering for Notre Dame to salvage what's been a disappointing season with maybe seven to eight wins over the hometown Q's potential, having a very rare nine or ten win, even eleven win season. It's very frustrating, Jake. That's disgusting. I totally agree. Yeah, dude. That's 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 that's. And like you said, that is season. bandwagon stuff because that's literally like, oh, I live in Syracuse. I'm a Syracuse fan, but because Notre Dame is a perennial powerhouse, and because I happen to have some Irish blood in me. Oh yeah, I'm Irish. So therefore, I gotta be, like I gotta like Notre Dame. Be, yeah, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. You know what? I'm Irish too, and I'm offended by the mascot. Thing offends me. How dare you? It's just a mythological creature, Sean. It's, it's okay. How dare you? How dare it? <laughs> how do we allow this? The Fighting Irish? Oh, oh, all Irish like to fight. Okay, I see. How rude. Um, that's a disturbing, that's the most, probably the most in six years of doing this, six football seasons, that's probably the most disturbing, uh, fan feedback post I've ever read. Dino and play, I'm going to be okay going forward. I think it just caught me off guard when I was reading it because I hadn't seen it yet. 
Yeah. Uh, John, on Facebook, Dino and players need to pow need need to powwow. Too many mistakes were made today. Notre Dame was at it earlier, and we were still figuring ourselves out in the fourth quarter. There were moments I don't think I don't know if we were. I think we knew what we were. What we I don't think we were figuring ourselves out. I think. Well, we were, we were trying to out. figure something Your out. The <laughs> was good enough to be out there. That's what we were trying to figure yeah. out. There were moments we had our niche and moments uh, moments like we had seen in football on the football field before. We need to have all niche, all four quarters, not in pockets. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I mean, it helps. That's obviously the coming. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. It doesn't always way. work. Look, Coach knew their game plan, man. The thing is, it was a freaking bad matchup. It's terrible. It's a bad matchup for Syracuse. It's what I feared. I thought maybe Especially at home going down early. Yeah, I thought maybe at home, you know, you dig deep and get and and, and pull that off, but cuz I still don't think Notre Dame's that good. They just got talent over the field. And the other thing is is that they're, you know, our guys are small. Okay. Well, they're like comparing like I talked to Tyler last night. He's like they're comparing like Kevon Darton to like Alabama nose tackles and stuff. It's like, dude, I mean, why? Why? <laughs> what it makes no sense. That dude's an animal, by the way. He's a pit bull. That dude's a pit bull. Well, he plays hard. He does. Hats off Walk to him. Up. Yeah, hats off to him. Um, wicked proud of him. Really, nah. to be honest with you. Um, all right, let's see. Let's finish up with Facebook here. Our buddy Tim. I'm sure there'll be a ton of excuses, some valid and some just delusional, just really disappointed in proof that you should always be cautiously optimistic as a Q's fan. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I think that's how we roll. I think that's how we're, I think that's how. I mean, there's that part, you know, or you could live in reality world and see that, you know, Notre Dame, even though they have their record, they get five-star guys. I mean, that is it. I just don't think that Marcus Freeman's got a full handle on what's going on. I think they just, they just, they, look, they saw what everybody saw what Clemson did. Now everybody's going to see what Notre Dame did. We made some mistakes in other facets of the game, but defensively, that's, that's a good way to beat our defense if you have the players to do it. Plain and simple. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Is that when you really look at their team, they got a good defense. They got a good offensive line. They got good tight ends and everything. Uh, running backs, even you know. And there's always a saying in football that you know good receivers can make bad quarterbacks look good, and bad quarterbacks can make good receivers look good. And I just don't think that they have, you know, great receivers or or or, or quarterback over there in Notre Dame. I think that that's really where they struggle. Um, if they make some mistakes and another team gets up on them, then they struggle to come back because. <laughs> I tell you what, if we would have came, back, if we would have started up a touchdown or two, uh, I'm sorry, but um, I don't know if they would have been able to come back on us just using the running game and being so patient. So, true um, that. that's really Notre Dame's struggles. But the bottom line is because their their strengths matched up perfectly with our weaknesses. That's really where you see that. Uh, um, I somewhat know what an arborist is going in here to the. Uh... Going in here to the to the green room. You, you cut trees down or do you study them? But Anthony says, uh, Dom, Dom asked Matt, are you one of the inside of the Loud House guys? No. He says, no, I'm an arborist. Okay. Anthony says, you set houses on fire? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny. 
That's my sense of humor. Um, all yeah. right, let's <laughs> let's go. Let's go to. Uh, let me adjust this for our friends over on YouTube. Um, pardon me. These things just don't line up the way you'd like them to. Hey, too. By the way, just uh, going back though. You know, even though we did get messy and beat up like on special teams and, you know, they had a defensive touchdown and almost a special teams touchdown. Might as well have been um, three penalties yeah. for 30 yards. Oh, yes. Good point. Our first penalty came in the second half. So, yeah, not bad. So we cleaned up something. It came in a bad time. And it came in an awful time, if I remember right. T- yeah, a bad timely one for sure, yep. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yes, very good with the penalties. And I thought um, I was pleasantly surprised by the officiating, and it wasn't because it was lopsided. It's because I thought it was legit. I don't know. I thought the Clemson, the officiating at Clemson was awesome until they missed uh, the call on trade. Minus one play. Yeah. So, um, there's that. You know, I can be honest about these refs. I can try, anyway. Our buddy Captain Patrick at OLQs on Twitter. Everyone could tell after the first F and play, this team had a Clemson hangover. Garrett was awful, but playing hurt. Cooper needs to just not play since he drops everything. My eight and four prediction is still doable, but these injuries are piling up. Yes. Uh, I think we all sat there completely stunned. I saw the faces of the... Our, our our Q's beloved in the in the stands after that and uh you could Oh tell, the first one, yeah. Yeah, you could tell, well, this Done. is not going as planned or hoped. And Done. uh that's that. What are you gonna do? At G Garvin, the big story has got to be the spark we got from Carlos Del Rio Wilson. We are gonna have a lot of questions about next week. Did Babers learn from sticking with DeVito for so long, so many drops today. Not sure why a rough start and too much of a hole to dig out of. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. This is what I'm talking about. Look, we're going to see CDRW for short. Is that short for Carlos Del Rio Wilson? CDRW? That's too much. Is that too difficult to put an acronym together for you? It's too much. It's too much. Maybe we call him nah. R-Dub. You know, DR-Dub. Just call him Del Rio. Carlos. Oh, yeah. Hey, Carlos. I mean, it's his name, after all. it's his name. Uh, So, yeah, I just, uh, we're going to see next week. I'm just going to be honest about it. I I love Garrett Schrader, um, but I'm not committed to rooting for him to be the starter if I don't think he deserves it or if I think there's a better option. But right now, I think a healthy Garrett Schrader is the, the way to go. That's just how I see it. I don't know. Well, let's do this one. Uh, I mean, I can only say it so many times. At Cuse Waterboard, Notre Dame fans are the most disrespectful pieces of human garbage I have ever encountered. And I will go into full detail in the podcast on how I drove one into the wall at concessions, allegedly. So... I mean, I'm waiting. He's in the green room. So, there he is. All right. All right, Tony. My guy. What's up? What happened at the concessions? Hey, old boys. I got to move to another part of the house. The baby's upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) I I know once I start talking about this, I'm going to get fired up. So, yeah, you know, I, I went to the restroom. It was like halfway through the second quarter. And I'm coming back, and it, y'all, place is packed, and Notre Dame fans are already kind of being douche tools as it was. 
and I see this dude, uh, this college kid from Notre Dame, just like jaw jacking with fans in line at concessions. Like he's cursing at him. He's giving the old like DX suck it to the crotch. Like, oh, nice. That's classy. I'm a, I'm a, hey, I'm a big fan of the crotch chop, but like know your audience, man. Like he's going after, you know, SU fans in their 40s and 50s. So I just come up to him. I'm like, dude, like, you know, I'm like, what the hell's the deal? Like, calm down. And he's like, dude, what are you going to do about it? It gets right in my face. And I'm like, all right, I'm already pissed off. Let's go. So I give him a little shove. He shoves me back harder. And I basically pull my best Bergeron impression and I grab him by the shirt and I drive him five or six yards as quickly as I can into the wall of the stadium. And I'm just holding him up against the wall. And next thing you know, a couple of his buddies pull me off. Some other SU fans pull me off. Then his girlfriend comes out of nowhere and starts smacking me in the back of the head and in the face. Oh. And screaming at me. And like, oh. yeah, I'm going to kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. And I got my hands behind my back because, you know, I may act like a moron, but I'm not a complete moron. I'm not putting my hands on a woman. Like, I know, you know, I'm not that dumb. So his buddies are starting to pull him away and he's still talking trash. So I close the distance and I'm trying to get my hands on him. I'm coming after him and people are still trying to hold me back. Uh, you know, his Notre Dame buddies are jumping in. I'm like, dude, I don't want any of you. I just want him, me and him one-on-one. That's it. I don't need anybody else involved. And You know, they just pull him away, gone the hell out of there. The funniest part though is a bunch of SU fans, Come in, you know, they, they got my back, which is cool. And then one guy yells, you don't F with the water boy in the dome. And I didn't know who this guy was. I was like, hey, cool, man. Thanks. Like, appreciate that. But I don't know. It just it left such a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, so my brother-in-law and is a Notre the Dame fan. boy watched the second half from Varsity Pete's. <laughs> no, nothing happened. No, I, no neither of us got kicked out. There was zero security that saw any of this. Neither of us got booted. Nice. Neither of us even got talked to. I just went back to my seat. Like, I was like, hey, whatever. Like, and the, like, this happened in front, right in the corridors. Like, there was a huge mob of people getting involved and nothing. Well, Ale- oh, wait, allegedly. Allegedly. I'm sorry. I have to say, allegedly. I think the uh, statute of limitations is up on that now. Yeah. I think so. once the game ends, you're good. I'm sure there's yeah. probably a video somewhere. I, I'd love to see it. True. Awesome. Waterboy attacks Leprechaun. Yeah. I, I would love to get the footage, man, because I want to uh, I want to put it in for my combine tape. I, Dude, I got some good push on that block. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, my brother-in-law is a Notre Dame fan. And I told him a while back, I said, I think, I think Syracuse is going to think Syracuse is going to beat you guys. And I was just waiting, waiting and waiting for that dude to text me or call me yesterday because I was going to give him a piece of my mind because those people, those fans, first of all, the you know, you talk about the, the, the whole Notre Dame thing is the, the entitlement and then this and then that. That's one thing. Their fans are so annoying. It came through the TV. Yeah. It's it, the, it, you could feel it in the <laughs> dome. Like there was this weird like – like almost vitriol, like like this evil feeling. Like I haven't felt this way since like the Syracuse Tennessee game in '98, where like that game ended and you could feel like the venom in the air. Like people just wanted at each other. Yeah, well, 
Um, with that, I heard many, let's go Irish chance. Yes, over the, oh, I yeah, did, th- that's happened before in the dome. That's happened before in the dome, and, I, and and it was it was basketball, by the way. It wasn't even football. So yeah. I've heard that before, and it's infuriating. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think you know. Um, <laughs> we tried to drown them out as best we could because they kept trying to get that chant going, and we weren't having it up in the three hundreds. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, it's just, it's infuriating and I understand uh, must, how frustrating it must be when you're there. And it's kind of like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. I felt, I felt so like when my team is, it, 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 there's certain teams who, when, when you're losing to, or you, you do lose to where my 43 year old self resorts to like the most immature, like child, yeah, where where I could throw a remote, or I could just sit and pout and call people nasty names, and that was me yesterday. Thankfully, I was sitting by myself, and uh, it didn't affect anybody or anything. But I was just, just, just. This is one of those games that's emotional for me because I just can't stand the the things that Notre Dame stands for. I just think they're the most obnoxious. One of the most obnoxious fan base, uh, yep. you know, the the pit basketball fans are obnoxious too, and of course Duke. I mean, it just goes with it. But you know, growing up, you know, Notre Dame and Pitt, I always remember them growing up. So, and they're still around, and that's why I think that you know Syracuse Pitt football. I think it's classic. I think most of those games are really good. Um, no matter how good they are, or how bad they are, or how good we are, or how bad we are, the games are always pretty tight and. Um, that's why we have to go out and, and win this one because it's redemption, at least something. It'll give me, it'll give me something to cling on to after the loss to Notre Dame. The loss to Clemson doesn't bother me because it's almost baked in. You know what I mean? It's nice to go out there and win that one if you can, but for me, the Clemson thing's baked in. They're just, they're just that good, and I don't expect to be able to put something together all the time and go into Death Valley especially and pull that off. So... The Notre Dame at home, though, man, uh, I was wanting that one. If I could have paid money for that win, I would have done it. So yeah, it it hurt, man. And like, you know, I I I'm the perfect example of someone who talks trash, but I'm willing to back it up. Like, if I get punched in the face, I get punched in the face. I've been hit before. Like, I can handle. I can take it. But like, don't run your mouth if you're not willing to deal with the consequences. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like, I think of myself as the epitome of the f around and find out guy. Like. I'm I'm ready for that smoke. That's fine. But like this kid is like 15 years younger than me. And apparently he wasn't because he's picking on a, a target age group. That's a captive audience standing in line and in their forties and fifties, like, you know, a 37 year old guy just came up to you and punked you out. What's so. wrong with people in their forties? This is anything wrong, but just like <laughs> <laughs> pick your group. Like, don't pick on people you perceive as weaker than you, and then think you're a tough guy. Like, yes, I, 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 I get your point. I get your point. Don't come down here boasting like and proud in our house, and don't think anybody's not going to sit there and say anything. Like, they're just going to clap you on or ignore you. And it's just, you don't get you don't have a right to do that. I mean, I don't know many people who would go into, regardless of their size, would go into an opposing venue and start running their mouth without this, right. without realizing that there's a good chance they might get sent home missing a tooth or a broken nose. Hey, it, I mean, it's just the, like that's you. the chance you take, right? So, yeah. 
McAfee talks about it all the time on his podcast. He's like, man, ever since live crowds came back, keep your head on a swivel, man. He's like, fists are flying from you don't know what direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Tony, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks for holding the house down. Okay, yeah. keep Thank it up. I can do. If and if and if there's ever a time where you need to be bailed out, you know where to come. We'll raise the funds. Okay. Hey, hey, hey dude, it's New York State, man. We have bail reform. I'll oh, that's right. You don't. Yeah. You, you don't even need to be bailed out. That's right. That's you what I told him. Buddy. He's like, dude, <laughs> man, don't get arrested tonight. I'm like, I'll be out by 7 p.m. <laughs> True. True. Hey, if you want to make the rules in my state, I'll take advantage of them. You, you, you might as well. You might as well. All right, brother. I love you. Uh, love you too, boys. Uh, all right, man. Bye. That's great. Have a good one, bud. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, uh, I was waiting for that. So anyways, um, it's a good time in the dome yesterday. And that they were loud. That pick six, oh my gosh. They're so loud in there. It just brings me back to Jake's facebook post which which sucks um all right let's finish it up let's finish it up here uh with why not why not if not now when 84 the world's longest twitter handle who was just in here but he did leave so uh he says i flew 750 miles to watch that crap offense had a hangover and they dinked and dunked us all game should have stacked the box and tried to make their qb beat us through the air i hate everything yeah, it sucks when you make that trip. I remember, what was it, 2018? kind of did. <laughs> huh? I said that's kind of what we did. Well, we tried. He still ran on us. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't matter. It was, just a, it was a size thing. But uh, I do remember making the trip there for the Boston College game a while back, and we got handled badly. And, um, you know, it was just like... You know, not fun. It was not fun, but you make the best of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, what are you gonna do? You, you just, you just make the best of of what you got. And at some point, you always got to realize we're gonna lose. And <laughs> the, the, you know, I'm gonna stay to the end. Stay to the end. You know, obviously, one of the reasons I don't think I've ever left a game early, a Syracuse game early, even as a kid or whatever, when we've been losing. But um, when you travel, you stay, regardless. <laughs> Right. Right. So, anyways, um, let's see here. Uh, let's do let's do Matt's real quick. At under uh, Matt Sherman fifty two, uh, man. Even with the poor first half, I felt like we were about to come back. Yes, I agree. That tip ball at the line of scrimmage, uh, that lucky uh, that lucky bounced into an interception, um, took all the momentum we had. Such a huge turning point there. I think. You change a couple of plays, we win, even with that score. So I mean, look, there was the, some of the big plays that were uh, ended up in drop balls. But like we always say here, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. And it didn't happen like that. So it is what it is, and we move on to Pitt. And we could just hope that we beat Pitt. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah. What do you? <laughs> I, I mean, look. I mean, I, th- I still think our defense played good enough for us to win. I think that um, our offense could have, I mean, looked a lot better with some just basic, you know, catching the ball and stuff like that. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's on to the next one. Um, but those are the two most talented teams that we're going to play, and um, we're still doing better than what most people thought. So, Joe, do you have time for one more? You're the one that's yeah, pressed for time here. You got time for one yeah. more? All right, here we go. Um, it's Dominic. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Joe's Joe's on a time limit here, so all right. 
what you got though, buddy? So I got to catch the end of the second quarter. Was was he hurt the whole game, Schrader? Yeah, he came into the game injured. Dude, wh- why? Well, I, I don't usually question coach's decision, but he couldn't like he had no no plan. He, he, I, I'm still baffled by the whole thing. If you're not helping the team, you're hurting the team. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, um, look, I, uh, I, I would tend to agree with you, but if he went through practice all week and coach thought he was okay and he, and he was okay until he wasn't right. So yeah, I guess I, so we don't know what happens during practice. I got to assume that he, that he did practice. And there was a, there was a play where he stepped on a defender's leg getting up and Joe, that might've been it. You know, that might've been the point where he's like, you know, this is, we're going to have to pull you, you know, after that play, he was just not doing, I mean, he's throwing stuff into the dirt. Um, It didn't look good. He wasn't very mobile. And he looks uh, like thir- uh, what's his name from the Munsters running around with his taped ankles and, and calves. The- from, from the Munsters, who's that? Yes, <laughs> he looks like Herman Munster walking around. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, Anthony says, "Don't forget, Schrader had that nice TD throw to Gadsden as well." Yeah, that was that that yeah, second I, drive. I heard- that second drive when they came back and marched down the field. You thought yeah. that there's a good possibility that this thing turns around quick, despite the pick six to start the game. All right, and here's my other thing. I know the three-three-five. No matter what team it is across the country, is always a little bit. You know, you can run on them. Whoever plays it, West Virginia, us. Um, I think even Clemson has played it in the past. So here's my thing. You're you're making it even harder when you know Tony White says, "Well, I want smaller defensive line players." Like, all right, you need at least a 300-pound guy in the middle there for the run. Like I'm sorry, I don't. I don't want to say that I'm questioning Coach White. I'm not questioning the three three five. But I, uh, are you trying to just make excuses because you can't recruit big dudes? Like that's almost what it feels like. So I want to know what you, what you guys think, Joe. That's a good Joe question because I don't think. Much uh, I mean, I think it's a situation where you normally in situations where you play the three three five is when you actually are more undersized or you feel like your talent. Is more with um, you know speed. your speed and athleticism. Um, if we had those guys, then I'm willing to bet that we probably wouldn't be playing a three-three-five. So I feel like it's one of those. I don't want to say like schemey or like you know gimmicky, gimmicky defenses, yeah. but um, you know it's a very very tough defense when you have a, an offensive line and tight ends like that lining up and them just running straight at you because you normally are undersized. Uh, but <clears throat> with that said. A lot of times, you know, there's only very few teams that can really line up and beat you like that and then just manhandle you down the middle like that. And, you know, Clemson and Notre Dame just happen to be two of them. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if we got those four or five star big defensive tackles, um, then I think that, you know, we might not be be playing the 3-3-5. Right. So that's what Matt's saying. He says, you know, Coach White doesn't want a 300-pound guy in the D-line. He wants athletes. And, so, um, but then, how does he expect to to beat the offensive lineman uh, at Clemson? Well, you you how does he you you might not though, Dom. I mean, in, in all reality, you've got to get you've got to get more creative. And I guess it's just you know it's it's a matchup thing. So, um, is this kid from from Pitt next week is the real deal? 
He is, but I don't think their offensive line is as good as is you know Notre Dame and, and Clemson either. Uh, it, yeah, it's the first fair. time all year I've been worried, and it's mostly oh, dude. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, well, this it's, is it's, this it's is it's two injuries that I'm worried about. It's the okay. injuries. Well, that's fair. I'm, I mean, I'm worried about injuries too. That's fair. But I think what what they you know look, uh, I, I don't expect to see. Garrett Trader next week. I don't expect to see, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't. Ex- I'm, I'm not sure what if Garrett we'll ever Williams. see Garrett Williams the rest of the year. I don't think we'll see Garrett Williams again. I think he's it's a Cisco situation. Unfortunately, yep. it might be, and mm-hmm. that's just how the the games the yeah. game goes. It was, a, these it was days. great to watch him play in orange, and but I luckily that's the only place we have depth. I feel like. Here's the other thing. Um, you said orange. Mm-hmm. Those should be the official home unis, man. Like the orange on orange on orange. I, I don't like. I don't understand. You can't go wrong with that. You can't no. go wrong with the orange on orange on orange. It is beautiful. And if they could put the script orange, if you could do script orange across the front of the jersey, man, that would be sick. God, leave it up to you to end the show talking about fashion. <laughs> Clown that would be sick. What do you mean? Those are those uniforms are. We're Syracuse orange. We're that's not Syracuse blue. Some, I, we're not I Syracuse never, white. That's something I don't even ever even pay attention to. You didn't look at those uniforms last night and think, "Wow, man, those are sharp." Um, oh well, whatever. Th- there was a time, a long time sorry, ago, maybe in order the, to help uh, pick six from the first play of the game blurred it for me. I definitely, bit, but, definitely didn't notice it until after that. I can promise you. Was the first thing I noticed. At, at some point, you just start looking for positives, and the and the all orange unis were a positive for me. <laughs> you remember when uh, Boise State came out with the blue turf, and everyone was Ugly, all about the blue turf? Terrible. I, I, I got to tell gives you, me a headache. When, when I was dumb, young, and immature, I was thinking, man, Syracuse should really make orange turf. How cool would that be? Oh. But that, <laughs> oh, the Eastern Washington red, which is gross. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, and the courts. No. Who's got the court? The court that gives me a headache. Um, Oregon. Yes, Oregon's court. Yeah, gives me a headache. It's got yeah. a whole forest surrounding it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. All right, Dom. We appreciate right, you, brother. Love you, man. Talk to you all soon. Right, all right, bye. All right, Dom. Bye. Um. So okay, I think that's gonna do it for the Notre Dame post game, and I feel, I feel, um, I feel better than I did after the Clemson game. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think, um, you know, these things happen. Adversity builds character. You got to overcome this stuff. And um, there's no fight in this team. So if you could take anything away from the past two games, they haven't given up. And um, it's just a question of how they can get healthy and um, get freshened up for the rest of the rest of the year. Um, I just don't want to end. I just like again. We we've seen the 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 Dino Babers November record, and uh, I know that we haven't actually came out with stats to prove it. But um, you know, we'll at least have the record for you on Tuesday. Um, That's really what I'm looking to avoid because six and five going into Boston College. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be happy about that. So we'll see. Yeah. So all right. Well, look. Uh, we appreciate everyone for tuning in. Those of you who did tune in for the for the past two losses, we we do appreciate you. And um, you know, look, yes. hang in there, keep your heads up. It ain't the end of the world. We're six and two. We're ranked twenty second in the country still. Come on, ain't that bad? All right, right. 
For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.